what's going on and welcome to starting on the bench with tim v it's a podcast where no more people can talk about the sports they love and on today's topic we have formula one now you probably have gotten used to me talking about basketball or football you know uh we did talk about australian uh aussie or footy um so that was that was a really exciting time to learn about new sports but today i want to really focus on a really uh, you know narrow down on formula one um you know there are two types of people in this world those who are drastic fans of formula one and those who could not care less i have not found a middle ground <laughs> yet but i'm really excited to i guess uh confront confront this topic and really talk about the the things that why people are not really listening or watching formula one um as opposed to before and why is it such a huge developing sport right now now I've been a huge fan of Formula One, especially when uh, closer to beginning of 2000s. Uh, one of the reasons is because, obviously, you know, my dad was a huge Formula One fan because of, uh, what's his name, Schumacher, right? His, this German driver who became, became a driver for, for, uh, for Ferrari in Formula One. And a lot of people, especially Europeans, they're huge fans of Ferrari, right? But at the same time, what what drove me closer to following the sport is the competition right so before i started following in early 2000s up i probably was six seven eight nine ten years old but then i realized i discovered on netflix there's this special that was formula one uh from seasons uh i guess like a documentary sort of from 2017 2018 in 2018 2019 so two seasons right uh what the reason why i say that is because i never knew that their season starts in the beginning of the year right so they what they call is the um, uh what is it winter winter test right so you prepare your whole car for a couple of months tune it up and all that and then you have winter testing to make sure that you know the car is great the tires suspensions uh, shift you know shift gear stuff <laughs> that's how much i know about cars <laughs> shift gear stuff but other than that it's just a preparation for the whole season for the whole year so that's basically what they do right so uh watching this netflix documentary uh it was 10 episodes of one season and that's that's something i started watching because i was like you know what it's worth the try it is a sport uh, people consider it this sport you know nascar uh apparently is a sport where you know you have 200 laps turning left it's it's a nightmare i think this is the only sport that you can follow under influence where you're in stands and you're like i have no idea what's going on but they're turning left and now they're left and now they're left right <laughs> but formula one is a little bit more complicated because you don't have a lot of races you only have 21 some people can consider 21 is a lot of races and others are not enough especially if you are a driver that keeps on having last places you know there's you know, last places in the in the race, and therefore you want to have more. You know, it's kind of logical. You want to have more races in order to get to the to the top. But then those who keep on winning number one place and become world champions, then to them twenty one is plenty. You know, they 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 know exactly how many races where they're going to be doing it and how much effort they need to put into each. Right. So the good thing to watch from the perspective or point of view. Of, of a fan right because you know as, as a as a driver you're obviously going to be a little bit jealous because this is formula one now 
to to a, a common understanding. Apparently, there's Formula 2 and Formula 3. I did not know that. But it was exciting to figure out that if you're if you're in Formula 3, then you can move up to Formula 2, and then you're being sponsored by different companies and all that. And then, essentially, you want to... Like essentially want to be the best driver in that league or in that division. So I guess it's like division one, division two, division three in basketball. But then Formula One is like this huge, huge thing where it's like people can barely hear about you in you know, Formula Two. But then if you're Formula One, everybody's like, Oh my gosh, you have to be the best driver ever. So to kind of give you like a little bit, you know, if you're not a Formula One fan, that's okay. I'm just happy to talk about it and talk about the competition of the sport because this is something that drove me insane when I was watching, right? You know, you keep on watching and you cannot stop because it's, it's you know, it's one of those shows or documentaries that's like addictive, like like Last Dance, right? You keep on watching because it's curious. The way they tell the story, the way they interview people is so interesting. So here we go, just a little bit of information about the sport. So in Formula One, they have 10 teams and 20 drivers, right? So each company presents or each team presents two drivers uh, that, that that compete on each race, right? So uh, 21 races. Uh, I read that they want to do a little bit of changes. Probably they keep the races, but the changes they want to do is money. But we can talk about it in a couple of points later. So 10 teams, 20 races. Uh, we obviously have our good old classic Ferrari that's been a part of, uh, you know, part of races for so long. I watched this movie called Le Mans, uh, which has Christian Bale and Matt Damon, which was a super interesting movie just to see how, I'm like, I forgot how Christian Bale sounds like, his actual accent and all that, but it was really interesting. But it was a, it was a movie about cars and Le Mans driving 24 hours, which is, again, it's kind of like a resemblance of Formula One, right? Um, they, they got uh, Ferrari, then they got Mercedes, Haas, which is uh American team, which is kind of interesting because majority of the drivers are from like Western Europe and then in, in England. And then all of a sudden, this is like American team that has American owner, but the drivers are from like Sweden and Germany. And then the, the, the director or the principal of the F1 Haas uh, is from Copenhagen, 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 <laughs> however you want to pronounce that, but it's so, it was so interesting to see how they compete, and then none of them are actually Americans, all of them are European, which is, I've never seen that kind of sport before, it's always been like international thing, but all of a sudden, this is only for like, okay, Europeans somehow, maybe they're more talented, I don't know, but it was interesting, um, apparently Red Bull, did you know that Red Bull has a Formula One? I didn't know that, but apparently they do. They actually have two teams on Formula One, right? For, uh, Ferrari has only one team, two cars. Mercedes has one team, two cars, and Mercedes has been number one for the past five years, right? Uh, the The main driver is Lewis Hamilton, and he got five world championships, right? So he's been like the best. He majority of the races. Uh, during the year or during the season, he's the guy who gets like he always be, you know gets on the podium, so either first, second, or third place, right? Um, so it was it was really interesting. And then obviously we have Renault, which is a French car. Uh, they have Formula One, and you know if you drive Renault, it's kind of you notice that okay maybe Renault isn't that great, right? 
But apparently Formula One, they've been consistent in like fourth, fifth, and sixth place. McLaren, which I've been such a huge fan of McLaren, uh, Ascars as well as a production company. And they also have a Formula One team. And again, the the deputy or the chief of Formula One McLaren, he's he, his name is Zach, Zach Brown. And he's he's American, obviously. <laughs> But the rest of the team, the drivers are from like France and Spain, oh, so it was it was really interesting. And then you know we got in uh, an Indian company and all that. But there there are other teams that I'm not, I'm not gonna mention for the sake of time. But if you if you're interested, go ahead and Google it. It's 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 pretty cool. It's pretty cool to see what kind of teams and how much money they. Oh my gosh, how much money they invest in that. It's crazy, right? So I've never, I never knew this, but if you're driving a Formula One car, you're driving a $1 million car. <laughs> that's, that's as simple as it gets. You get up to like 200 miles per hour, which is 320, 300, 320 kilometers per hour, something like that. And it's a crazy, that car has to be so fast. So they're fine tuning everything we're talking about suspensions brakes uh carbon fiber the seating even the material that like uh the the drivers wear everything is is handcrafted uh, prepared for these races because again like these people are it's a fight or flight right you you either drive really well or you keep on crashing those million dollar cars all the time uh which was very interesting because if you have uh 21 races and then sometimes you know if you you know r bump into another car it automatically something is loose because i mean it's you know carbon fiber but carbon fiber is is going to feel like a paper and the speed of 200 miles an hour. So you have to be very careful not to touch. That's something I realized when I was watching is that a lot of drivers are, uh, you know, they get into these crashes. And especially when it starts raining, oh my goodness, the amount of money you have to invest in these companies, Formula One uh, teams, in order to maintain it and make sure that each, you know, each week, because they race on Sunday, you, you have to invest in that right so and the amount of money i was actually looking this up is um contracts for drivers and different people who are on the team right so the on average a contract would be around 15 20 yeah 15 20 million euros or dollars um i'm not sure about that i think that i think they do i think they're doing dollars so if if you're in Ferrari, one, the the main driver can uh, gets forty million. The second the second driver or secondary driver, he gets ten million dollars, right? So if you're McLaren, you know uh, for McLaren right now we have Daniel Ricciardo, who just signed a contract for twenty million dollars, and a driver number two gets like two million dollars, which is like can you like you have to be good in order for people to pay you twenty million dollars for like a year or two years. I think like two or three years or something like that. And then Red Bull has crazy contracts as well. You know, uh, Max Verstappen, who's a, who's a Dutch guy. I'm not a big fan of him, honestly. But you know, for the sake of for the sake of that conversation of this episode, I just want to say he's a great driver. He actually is. He's he's like one of the youngest people who keeps on breaking every single record, gets on the podium and all that. Red Bull sponsor them. The drink sponsors <laughs> Formula One. Imagine like Gatorade decides to like, you know what? Let's do it in a Formula One. I was like, Gatorade, get out of here. <laughs> this is not your game. This is not your time. But that's that's basically it. 
Red Bull is a Gatorade of Europe. That's uh, quote me on that. Put it on a T-shirt, right? But that's really interesting. A lot of money goes into that. Uh, what is it about? Right now, they're trying to uh, confront each team and say that you're not allowed to spend more than 150 million dollars on a season, right? So that includes contracts, includes cars, and. Uh, you know, mechanics, different parts. Because here's the thing: the reason why they're doing is, is for for instance, uh, Ferrari has been a part of uh, Formula One for oh God, as long as I remember, seventy years or something like that. They've been celebrating. Um, oh, I'm sorry, not seventy years, not seventy. I take the back. I take the back. I need to prove check, so I'm not gonna say. I'm not gonna mention that. But they've been for as long as I remember. Avers. Let's go with 50 years. That's that's something I'm very confident in saying. Minimum 50 years, right? So they have a lot of money because Ferrari is an expensive car. It's, it's, it's expensive vehicles. And even buying a Ferrari t-shirt or something like that, it's going to end up being a couple hundred dollars, right? So they have a lot of money, right? But uh, cars or teams that are cars, which is like this is their sixth season, being a part of or sixth year being a part of formula one so they don't have a lot of money right so now what they're doing is they're trying to uh minimize uh the spending for um for ferrari so ferrari doesn't spend that much money on different equipment and different stuff to make their cars better um in that allow us to keep up with big brands, right? Even and, and I, you know what? I'm gonna say McLaren is a huge brand and Red Bull. So Ferrari, Mercedes, Red Bull, and McLaren are like one of the biggest names that I would say, right? I would want to put Renault, but Renault hasn't been that great lately. But if you're in Formula One, trust me, you're like the you made it. This the even for one season you made it. Congratulations, right? But a lot of money in is invested. And if you crash a car, that's like an easy five hundred thousand dollar fix, right? And by I mean easy, it's like yeah, if you if you crash and the tire goes out or something like that, that's it. You know, you they have to go in and fix it and stuff like that. And that includes you know, paying money for for the right people to fix it and for for the parts especially and those parts are really expensive so that's something that i'm like oh my gosh a lot of money so uh concerning or in in regard to races they have 21 races in total for a season over five continents so they you know australia germany belgium uh uzbekistan uh you have austin texas in the united states then you have in England, a lot, a lot of tracks in are in England, France, and all that. So, like, there's a lot of countries that have specifically races and places that you can, you know, they have to, that you know, they they, they fa- facilitate for those twenty cars and five continents for you to. That's a lot. That's a lot. A lot of countries, a lot of continents, and twenty one races. That's crazy. Um. Yeah, that's that. You know, if if you think that five continents is a lot, try imagining fans of each team. That's if you know. Obviously, if you go in Italy and Ferraris there, then every single person would be like Forza, Forza Ferrari, right? <laughs> that's my best Italian, <laughs> right? So you'll get a lot of Ferrari fans, and I, I, it, it would be interesting to see a statistic of how in comparison to other sports right now of how much for formula one because i as a person who would be like you know what if i'm gonna dedicate my time to being a formula one fan i'm not gonna get out of my way to go and see it and see it live i'd rather go and 
watch it, in, you know, on on my TV. So that's something that I'll be like, you know what, whatever happens, I I just want to watch it on TV. And usually that's like, depending on the time, obviously, if it's in Australia, it's going to be a little bit different time. And if, you know, if it's in Europe, you know, I live in Europe, so it's a lot easier to watch. So a lot of fans are going to be either being excited for their team or booing and, you know, it all comes down to drivers and seeing them, how they're prepared. And what I've noticed is that loyalty is everything to those drivers, right? So if, if uh, you know, if, if they're driving an expensive car, you know, if, if the driver trusts that car, the car has to be perfect for the driver, right? For the, for, the, for the driver to perform to the best of his abilities, he needs to trust the car. And this is something that, uh, you know, I watched two seasons of, of Formula One. And, you know, season one was really interesting because I've never, like, gone behind the scenes of watching Formula One, right? I, w- I would all, you know, stop by and watch for a couple of minutes of uh, on Sundays and stuff like that, you know, with my dad. And but I'm I'm more of a fan of um, uh, rally because in Ukraine it's such a huge, it's a huge sport of rally. So that's something I'm I'm looking forward to. Not being a part, but kind of following and maybe going to some some of the races to see how they are. But Formula One is, is a huge, and I mean a huge thing all over the world. If you're not, you know, if if you're not following that closely, that's fine. There's going to be somebody else who's like, who knows every single detail about each car, how they drive. And I'm not talking about, you know, uh, all, you know, forever old people or people in their 30s and 40s or something like that. But I'm talking about like kids loving it because it all starts from go-karting. Can you imagine that? Like imagine a kid being six years old driving a go-kart with dreams of being a Formula One driver. And most of it, if not all of the drivers, are huge. And I mean huge Formula One fans when they were kids. And all of a sudden, they are in Formula One. So it's like all your dreams come true. So I'm, you know, I'm really excited to see if Formula One is going to come out with Season 3. Unfortunately, you know, with, with the Rona situation, you, you can, with this pandemic, hope everybody's staying safe. It hasn't been really exciting to follow or watch any kind of sports because all of them were canceled. So I'm really excited to see if there's, you know, if there's going to be Formula One uh, races happening at the end of this year because a lot of things are still canceled. Um, baseball's coming back, football's coming back, and um, hockey's actually, they're wanting to bring hockey back, which is going to be interesting. I'm, I love hockey. Um, Tampa Bay Lightning! <laughs> But Formula One is going to be such an interesting uh, sport to keep on watching for the next couple of years. Because I think that this is a sport that doesn't get a lot of time off. Because they start with winter uh, testing, then they go straight to races. Uh, Obviously, you know, engineers, they have to do their best. I mean, incredible job. Good job, by the way, guys. You know, engineers is such an under understating role in formula one right and then uh a lot of drivers right now they're re-signing we're sending new contracts so it's going to be a little bit different from you know if, if you've gotten used to seeing uh mercedes being number one for the past five six years i think it's six years now including the 2019 you lose hamilton and, and won it once again right uh, but that's that's it's gonna be interesting to see if maybe maybe it's gonna be a shift of the sport again because 
as far as I remember, um, Michael Schumacher was, he's a German driver for Ferrari. He was for, uh, you know, I'm not going to mention which, uh, which other team, but Ferrari as, as long as I remember. And he got so many trophies, so many number one places. Ferrari was amazing. But now Mercedes, their technologies, a lot of people working for them and all that, you know, how they're going to do, especially in especially smaller cars, right? Smaller manufacturers like Haas, which is a NASCAR company. And then all of a sudden they want to be a part of F1. And I mentioned earlier, you know, then it's their sixth season or year. But, uh, you know, they have a small team, a small group of people who are working for Formula One, but they are doing their best they can. So I'm excited to see. It's definitely a sport of... Uh, it's a competition sport. It's a sport that somebody can easily pick up, pick up and follow. And it's going to be an interesting one to see in the next couple of years. Because, again, competition is everything. I'm not talking about just the drivers. Obviously, drivers have to do their best to not crash those million-dollar cars. But, you know, what kind of engineers they're putting in place? What kind of directors, deputies, you know, chiefs and and people in charge of who's exactly going to be responsible for the success of that team. So it's not just one, pe- you know, one person. It's a bunch of people. So loyalty is everything. But talent is bigger than loyalty. I've never seen that before. If if I'm loyal to some kind of team, but I don't trust the car, my loyalty is going to be diminished. I mean, diminished by minutes. And so I hope that every single mechanic and I'm so hope, I'm so hopeful for this for this to come back. How desperate are you to follow different sports live, you know? But yeah, Formula One on Netflix season one and two is out. You know, you can go ahead and watch it if you're interested. In it. If not, follow this you know, follow this podcast and we'll be talking more about it if you're interesting as a you know as I, as we develop other sports that were interesting as well. So Thank you so much for tuning in and staying with us. Uh, make sure you're, you know, washing your hands. Don't scratch your eyes or your face. Keep your, keep washing your hands and, um, you know, stay alert. All right. That's been it. Thank you so much for tuning in. See you in the next one. All right. Peace. Peace.